We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. Good afternoon, Greenville. Welcome to another edition of Pop the Question with Dr. Joe Skoda, and I'm Dr. Lee Popwell, and we are the doctors at the Popwell Skoda Spine Center here in Greenville. So we welcome the upstate who's listening to us this Saturday afternoon uh, here as summer is approaching rather quickly and uh, didn't feel like it earlier in the week. Uh, that was a nice surprise for everybody, I think, Joe, that cool weather. I know there were lots of folks doing yard work and so forth, and uh, we're right still in the middle of a pandemic and uh, many uh, opportunities to protect from it. And I, I think looking around, I've been real impressed with uh, what's happening around Greenville and around offices and restaurants that are now opening up. Uh, communication has been different. Uh, we've been relying a lot on Zoom, and uh, personal communication is starting to crank back up. I know we met in a small group uh, meeting last uh, earlier this week, uh, and it's our first small group meeting in several months. But speaking of communication, Joe, I've, I've got an interesting uh, email right here that uh, came to us, and we want to remind our listeners that, uh, uh, you know, the program is called Pop the Question, and Dr. Skoda and I are, are willing to answer questions, uh, healthcare questions. Sometimes uh, they're even just a little related to healthcare, but might be. Uh, uh, asking to point you in a direction uh, to a certain uh, practice or physician. But uh, uh, the way you would reach us is just go to our website, which is docpop.com, and uh, that's what this patient did. You go onto the website to the contact us and uh, ask us a question or make a comment, and uh, uh, that's how this patient uh, first communicated with us, uh, wanting to come in, said, I'm interested in, in setting up a new patient appointment in your office, and, Joe, they weren't sure if we had insurance. I think still a lot of people are thinking that maybe chiropractic is not covered under insurance. But um, I think the, many of them are surprised and happy to find out that it is. Lee, we, we get that question sometimes, too. You know, could you could you answer my insurance question over the uh, radio? Years ago, we would get that once in a while. And that one's really not something we can cover on the radio because there's so many different plans, there's so many different exceptions, so many different people on family plans and deductibles, and sometimes it's a family deductible, and sometimes it's individual deductible. Sometimes they cover this but not that. And it, so that gets super in the weeds. And uh, But our, our girls at the office are, are very good at it. I joke with patients sometimes. I say I'm the doctor of chiropractic. The girls are the doctors of insurance. Um, and and it really got when, – when the government tinkered with it a couple years ago, it, it really was interesting – because more and more plans actually do cover chiropractic care. Yep. But at the same time, more and more people actually just choose to pay cash. Correct. Because of the high deductibles and the high copays and things like that. So uh, we saw, I want to say just two or three weeks ago, I saw a $60 copay. I mean, I, our highest cash visit um, for different services is $50. So if they used their insurance, they would be... Well, by going cash, we save them $10 a visit, you know, and uh, <laughs> right. it's, it's, it's quite interesting. Yeah, you tend to see that more with the younger um, uh, professionals just getting started. They tend to go with the higher deductibles, the higher copays, because it drops the monthly premium. 
even though that the, their companies are paying for some of it, it still comes out of their part of it still comes out of their check. So that's where we see it the most. Uh, and it is more affordable. And we tell patients routinely, look, we'll, we'll run the insurance. We'll see what's there. But we're going to do what's best for you. And um, some people know that they're going to hit the deductible in the year, you know, if they've got a chronic condition or maybe an old busted up knee that they're going to have taken care of. So they choose to go ahead and meet the deductible. But oftentimes uh, an otherwise healthy patient chooses to bypass insurance altogether uh, because it saves them money. And we're happy to do that for them. So you're rightly we do we do get all kinds of questions and and it, it is a little bit of a dichotomy. More people are covered, more more insurances are covered, but more people are also choosing to pay cash because of uh, because of the, the marketplace. Well, I so. can top you one on that, Joe. Yeah, we had a patient this week, and I happened to check to see because I know oftentimes we don't even check that; we just let the girls yep. handle that. We don't yep. like the money questions. Um, it's really what we're focusing on the condition, the patient, and treatment. But um, uh, this person had a zero deductible, and I remember back when I first started in 1980. Let's see, is that 40 years? Yeah, it's 40 years, a little, a little beyond it. So back then. I saw $50 deductible, $75 deductible, $100 deductible was kind of high back then, and then they jumped to 250 So yeah, it's amazing. I think now what we're seeing, Joe, is uh, that insurance is going to be handling the catastrophic bills, the hospital bills that uh, might be surgical or many tests and so forth, and, that's, uh, and we're trying to save on premiums. Well, that's really where it started. I mean, that's the old, the old idea behind insurance in the beginning was for the big catastrophic things. And oftentimes chiropractic isn't that. We're able to do um, in several weeks, be able to, we're able to, to get a lot of work done, uh, help the patient uh, tremendously oftentimes. And usually for, you know, two months worth of care is, is cheaper than one visit to the ER. That's right. For right. back pain or an Imitrex shot for a migraine or something like that. So. Yeah. It's it really is quite reasonable. Well, that's what I like to tell people because that's one of the four questions. The big four is uh, one of the things is how much is this going to cost? And uh, we just want you to know, folks, that chiropractic been around uh, 120 years or so, and uh, uh, 125 now, yeah, 1895, and, yeah, yeah, exactly. Same year as the U.S. Open, I, I can remember that one. But uh, it, it's reasonable, and if you're unsure of that we don't mind an office call call in and ask you know what what would that cost how much time does that take on the first visit usually what does that cost and some you know sometimes offices are reluctant but we like to encourage a range we'll give a range on that and and time wise uh, that first visit is an hour we ask a person to give us an hour and you'll have uh, a lot of personal contact with the doctor it's not going to be uh, passed on from a nurse to an assistant to uh, and then a hello from the doctor, but Dr. Skoda uh, does the workup, the consults, uh, decides uh, on the films, and shoots them actually personally. And uh, uh, that that whole visit is in and out in an hour, maybe a few minutes more. But uh, uh, most people hate to go to the doctor because they don't want to wait. We try to keep that from happening. But back to that email, I, I just wanted yeah. to say I pulled that off my desk. It had sat there a while. And uh, this was a patient you saw earlier this week, Joe, and uh, her first email was um, right about as the pandemic was rolling. Uh, well, actually, right about in the middle of it. So, And she's moving along uh, probably in the second uh, stage of her care now and, and going well. Uh, the frequency uh, is decreased when she needs to see us. And, Wait, we were uh, kind of jumping into the middle there. Why don't you start with what her what her initial question was? What was her initial complaint? Why did she contact us in the first place? Well, she says she had heard of chiropractic care 
could be helpful, and she said, for chronic sinusitis, and I've also had upper and lower back pain recently uh, and starting to work out more. I think I may also have a hyperlordosis, which was interesting to see a patient mm-hmm. lose that, use that term. Uh, but some people will say, wait a minute, you said sinusitis, uh, infections of the sinuses. Uh, there are areas uh, that chiropractic can help that are fringe areas that we uh, we don't push that. Uh, we are uh, doctors that I think you probably put it better than I do, Joe, about uh, uh, mechanical uh, work, function, uh, work with function. But uh, every system, all of the major nine systems run off the nervous system and as chiropractors, we are dealing with the spine, which affects the nervous system. But uh, most people can guess the number one reason patients come to see us, and that is pain. Uh, pain is alerting them to something is not right, and they are not comfortable. And that was part of uh, what hers was. And then she ended it with, not sure how the insurance covers it. Uh, I guess I might be paying out of pocket. And like you say, those that do uh, find that to be very reasonable, too. So. I just brought that up to say that uh, it wouldn't be the first patient that starts with a question on the website. Well, Lee, that it's actually it brings up a good points for just patient education for the listener. This is a, a young professional. I, re- I remember the case clearly. She's only been with us for a few weeks and already doing very, very well. And probably the biggest, um, I guess, accolade, I guess I would, or pat on the back I would give to her is that she didn't wait for it to become a big problem. This is something, again, a young professional. She's uh, an accountant. If I recall correctly, uh, stuck at home like like almost everybody else right now or that has the ability um, to work from home or work remotely. And so some of those ergonomics have really given people a challenge, you know, being laptop at the at the kitchen table or laptop at the bar stool at the kitchen counter. Totally different than your good ergonomic position at you know the office that's dedicated for that type of work. And, and over the past two months. We have treated, and I have had to have to coach uh, literally uh, dozens of patients. You know, all of a sudden my neck hurts, my shoulder hurts, my back hurts. Well, what are you doing? Are you at home? Yes, I'm one of the ones at home. All right, how does it different? And we've had to work through that. And, and praise, thank God, it, it, most everybody has gotten some benefit. But most of us didn't think about it. We're all dealing with let me get be as productive. I got to communicate. Everybody's watching the news. It's crazy. The world feels like it's been turned on its head. Uh, so we're we're not thinking about things like good posture that's creating our neck pain and headaches, and that's one of the things we've been doing over these past two months. But this particular person, um, like I said, didn't wait for it to become a problem. Um, mm-hmm. She started noticing more consistent and chronic pain uh, in and around work and the hours at the computer. She came in for care. We did the first workup. There were some x-rays involved. Uh, pretty simple. I like to keep it short and sweet. Uh, two to four x-rays. If somebody's in a car accident, sometimes we'll take six to eight shots, but most of the time it's just two to four. I like to keep it simple. I, I definitely like the KISS principle. Um, and twice a week for two to three weeks, and you said second phase of care, she's already at once a week and doing very, very well. In fact, this last time I saw her, there was zero pain over the course of the last week. Uh, next week is her last one at once a week, and from there we'll go to either 10 or 14 days based on how the patient feels, and uh, we do ask feedback. Sometimes I have a very strong opinion, and I'll say, nope, I want to see this this week before the weekend, or, or we're going to continue on it twice a week. And other times I'll ask the patient, you know, you're doing really, really well. What's coming up in your life? Do you, do you this again, this person's an accountant, you know, do you have a, a deadline, or is there a report? You're going to be, you know, putting burning the midnight oil a little bit, or is it pretty smooth sailing? And in, in that case, you know, come in in 10 days or 14. You know your life better than me. So I like to get the input from the patient quite a bit. 
But that is one way that people communicate with us is through the through the website, and uh, you can email us. There's a link that says ask us a question or communicate with the office, and we get back with you. We've said on the radio before, Lee, we've, this one we're bringing to the to the audience and just letting you know kind of this is a real person. This isn't, you know, uh, research is good. You know, when you get thousands of cases and metadata and stuff like that, it does point to trends and it shows efficacy and things like that. But sometimes you kind of get lost in the weeds like, yeah, how does that work for me? So we really like to bring to the listening audience specific people that we've worked on. And again, the, the, the thing that she did that was better than anything else that I could say is that she didn't let it linger. She said, this isn't right. This is my career. I want to make sure there's nothing big before um, it gets worse. And, and folks, when, when you do that, if you're living with pain and it's lingering, even if it's at a low grade, your body's talking to you and it's time to get it taken care of. And we're not out. We're not here to create chicken littles and hypochondriacs. Those patients are not great to work with, to be honest with you. Um, they're always worried about something. But we do want you to be mindful, cognitively aware. And if something is lingering for any length of time, it's your body saying, hey, give me a little help. And the sooner we get on that, the better. And we understand this concept. It's like lawn maintenance. The, the more you let those dandelions grow, the harder it is to get them out of there. Uh, the kids, they, they move to the wishes, you know, and the kids blow them and those seeds go everywhere. It's a whole lot easier. It's a whole lot harder to deal with that than it is to pick it up when, uh, been a while when it's just that, that. that yellow flower, you know, <laughs> or your car. You know, you need that oil changed and, you know, the lights flashing and you look up on the windshield and the sticker is you're 500 miles over. You know, you should get that thing maintenance, uh, but you let it go and you let it go and you let it go. And then all of a sudden you start smelling the burning and you get the idea. So if something's bothering you, life's too short. We have been open the entire time through all of this. We're considered essential services. And the number one reason that we stayed open is that COVID did not create an absence of every other health condition. There are other things that still need to be treated besides the COVID-19 virus. And um, over the past two months, we've had people that have hurt themselves at the gyms. A lot of people, when the gyms were shut, moved to running or home exercise. Mm -hmm. Still injuries there. A couple of people got in car accidents and all these things need to be treated. And we take the necessary precautions. Everything's being wiped down. We have some dividers in the office. There's glass at the front. You know, we're doing the same, you know, jumping through the same hoops that everybody else are is to make the patients more comfortable and, and those precautions. But we have been open the entire time. We're still taking new patients and we're there just working just as hard as we always have to help our patients feel better. Well, we know there's a lot of people out there listening right now that uh, couldn't use the care. Uh, could use chiropractic care, and that's one of the reasons that Pop the Question started was to say, let's let them know what's out there. Let's let them know a little more about chiropractic. And, Joe, last week our guest uh, who we had on uh, gave her first experience to a chiropractor and how uh, they were proposed, even before they were examined, they were given a uh, a schedule of what their care would be. And she felt very uneasy with that. And so I'm glad you mentioned like twice a week and then once a week because uh, that's more how we operate. Uh, we find that usually if you can find it and define it right, uh, really well, I mean, that's zero just cart, like it's, it's just cart before the horse. A patient was very right. I, I didn't know that about that particular patient. But, yeah. I mean, how can we tell you what you need until we examine you and, and do some investigations? So. We always lead with um, the exam. We, we tell people the first visit is for us to learn about you or the doctor to and learn about you. some people don't want it. They, and, <laughs> and the second visit is, and that's fine. I mean, once a doctor is a hireling, we feel very comfortable saying that. Mm -hmm. uh, you hire us for our expertise. What would you do? What's wrong with me? Like you said, Lee, the four questions. What's wrong? Can you help me? How long and how much? Now, 
most of us are impatient these days. I mean, who even listens to voicemail anymore? We send texts and things like That's that true. to each other. That's My true. wife doesn't give me a voicemail. Hey, honey, could you pick up some milk and bread on the way home? No, I get a text. It takes two seconds to send it and read it. Uh, it, it takes more time to listen to the voicemail. And it's on um, your phone. So, so you yeah, so, I mean, we understand. It. We do tend to be more impatient. So a lot of people want all four of those questions answered on the first visit. And, and sometimes we'll preface. Sometimes I'll steal a little of my partner's thunder for that second visit. And if someone's had care before, this is a question we get a lot, too. Do you treat on the first visit? The best way, we used to say no, and that was a hard um, that was a hard line no. We really want to look and see what's going on and, and report. And I would say that's more of a softer no kind of doctor's oh, yeah. discretion these days. Yes. We get a lot of patients that have had chiropractic care before or um, we've been around 15, 16 years in the area, and uh, we know, obviously, we have a, a, a large patient base, and sometimes someone's uh, coming through town. You know, they're staying with their children, or they're staying with their parents, coming and visit grandma and grandpa, and they have a chiropractor back home, and they just need an adjustment while they're here, and because uh, their grandfather or their mother is our patient, then they called us and see if we could do that. And so sometimes it is appropriate to work with a patient on the first visit. Uh, Lee, we talk about active release quite a bit on the practice, mm-hmm. uh, I'm sorry, in the practice uh, on the program, and which sets our, our office apart. There's only two chiropractic offices here in the upstate that really have decided to make car, uh, ART or active release a big part of their treatment plan. And, of course, that's us up here on the east side. And then my friend, Dr. Mike Nelson, downtown, he does a wonderful job as well. And, in fact, we, we go back and forth with patients sometimes. I just mm-hmm. send somebody down there to him because they're on the other side of town. And it's just a little easier. It was golden rule to send her down there because it was a whole lot easier to get to him than to, to, to us. So uh, if you're over there, he's, Mike's a great guy. Feel free to go get active release from him. But the soft tissue work, sometimes it's appropriate to jump right in. Sometimes we'll go ahead and do a first treatment uh, soft tissue-wise, but we'll wait to do the adjustment. And the reason we do that is because we like to examine the x-rays. And sometimes, uh, sometimes Lee, we, we've mentioned before some of the relationships we have in the, in, in mm-hmm. the community. Uh, mm-hmm. We have a very good relationship with a radiologist in town. And honestly, folks, we, mm-hmm. if we see something that we're not sure about, now there's two docs, we reach out to our colleagues. You know, we're not oncologists. We don't examine for things like cancer and things like that. We're chiropractors. It's all, it's most of what we do is mechanical. But one thing I, this is a little bit off subject, but all, still on Go subject it, too. It's, it's right. still on the subject. The, I was told years ago that the ATF guys are the guys that deal with counterfeit money. Mm-hmm. The way they identify the counterfeit is they don't actually study the fakes because there's a lot of different iterations of the fakes. The way they spot the counterfeit is they know the original. They know the real thing so well that it's easy to pick out the fake. Okay, so bring it home. So bring Tell it me. home. So we that's what we do with the mechanics, and, and we know what a normal x-ray should be. Yeah. And so a lot of things we can identify, minor anatomical variances, things like that. But if something looks a little funky, like maybe a, a cancer, and we've only, praise God, in 18 years, Lee, we've only, I've only caught, we've only caught two. We've seen two lytic masses in, in x-rays. So they do mm-hmm. happen, but they're very rare, and we see hundreds of new patients a year. So it's a very rare thing. But if we see something that we're unsure of, we have no problem reaching out. So we reach out to our colleagues, and we'll even have x-rays looked at by radiologists to make sure that the patient doesn't need a CT scan or an MRI. And like you said, Lee, you've been in practice 40 years. I'm, I'm, this year is my 19th year in practice. So we have no problem pulling on the expertise of our colleagues to make sure that we're giving the best care to our patients. And so, each other, too. And, right? and each other, well. yeah. So that's that's a, one reason that you might not be treated on the first visit. 
And but we say that second visit, that's when the patient learns about them. Lee, that's really where you take over. You do the, the report. We like to sit down, um, explain things to the patient. This is what we have found. This is what we feel like we can do. In our experience, this is what this particular condition requires for treatment. Uh, this is what makes your situation different. You're younger. It might go faster. You're a little older. You have bad arthritis in this spot. Um, so everybody's unique. We don't like to cookie cutter it. Uh, there are templates. There are starting places for different conditions, different age groups, and, and things like that. Uh, but from there, we always tailor it specifically to the patient. We do not have uh, preset plans of care in our office. It's just it's never set well with me. I don't want to be treated that way, and so we don't treat people that way. That's the nice thing about our small private practice uh, partnership, Joe. That didn't mean the three P alliteration there, but. Uh, it works well. We get to bounce things off each other. Uh, our team is small and tight. We have four really <clears throat> good staffers, two fine massage therapists, and then uh, uh, you and I working together. And, Joe, you mentioned different age groups. And while you were talking about the uh, patient you saw who uh, was the CPA and working at home, yeah, there's probably not a lot of sit-stand desks at home. That's for sure. But I know a lot of CPAs that use them. My son is a CPA, and he does. And he's working at home right now. So he actually took his bedroom and set it up to where he would have a, a better workstation because now he's going on two months of working at home. You also saw another patient this week, Joe, and in talking with her, I found out her husband was a CPA, and we chatted on that. But this was another patient who's in very good condition, and she didn't wait very long either. Uh, symptoms increased on her, and uh, I, I, I told her as she left uh, – I remember saying to her that we love motivated patients, patients that are out there working out. And I know you were, I heard you giving her advice on some of the, the activities to stay away from in the gym uh, until she was better and why. And uh, they love that. I mean, I think she was really turned on by that and enjoyed that, uh, that experience of a doctor who is that involved. And then we like, we like being involved like that, but it, it's not always the young patient. I have, uh, another thing right here before me of a phone call today that I took of a patient that came in to see us one time uh, some time ago, and he was interested in spinal decompression. And this is a, a Medicare age patient, and um, we ended up uh, seeing him just one visit and agreeing that that would be uh, a viable treatment, and he chose to do it uh, at another location uh, nearby here over in Boiling Springs, and uh, he had the the decompression, it was effective. It helped him, uh, and he did fine for a while. Uh, Lee, he, when you say decompression, what do you mean, just for the listener? Yeah, we used to we used to really hit hard on that because there were a lot of people that never even heard the term. I think it's probably used a lot more now. Spinal decompression usually worked with a disc, working with a herniated or ruptured disc. Uh, and uh, so it's usually, in, in our case, in our office, it's always low back. You can have them in the neck. There are treatments, uh, machines that are designed for that. Ours is designed for the low back. And when we brought it here to the upstate back uh, those 16 years ago, um, it was the first decompression machine of its type here. And it's a, it's a very advanced one. I always, people are surprised when I tell them that that machine used cost $80,000 uh, in a chiropractic office. And people go, wow, really? Yeah, yes. Uh, but it's, contains computers, it reads the patient, it reacts to how the patient is reacting. But anyway, back to, so that's decompression, was working with a low back disc on this gentleman. 
Now he's older. He's 77, and he called and wanted to know, could he come and treat and pick up uh, with that machine in our office, knowing we had one, and use it as maintenance, which uh, we oftentimes uh, will encourage. Maybe one out of five people who effectively use the decompression machine, we may suggest that they maintenance and continue to use it periodically. But what I'm getting at uh, with him is that we were able to contact, talk with his uh, past doctor, get the notes of what they were doing, where he was at that time. But we did explain to him uh, also, I should say in between here, he was also sent to an orthopedist. When the orthopedist saw him, he said, no, chiropractic cannot help you. Uh, This is a surgical case. You will need to have a cage from L3 to L5, which is a fusion type. And um, uh, that was incorrect. He was helped with the decompression and avoided surgery, and he wants to stay away from surgery at 77. Don't blame him, especially a fusion surgery. That is certainly uh, uh, something that you cannot go back and undo. Uh, It is a permanent change and um, not always effective. But uh, we are going to take this patient in, and Joe, you'll see him next week, uh, and we will re-examine him, not assume anything. We will use the old MRI and the newer MRI. Uh, I'm going to use some of the notes from the other doctor and where he had him on the decompression machine, and it will probably be a hybrid of using chiropractic care uh, and or DRX, but I told him there's three ways. We'll either do the decompression, we will do chiropractic only, or we may use a combination, and that's the nice thing about it. It depends on the patient and the condition. So he did decide to come on back and be a new patient with us, uh, but we had seen him one time and kind of pointed him in a direction, and he called us back uh, a couple years later and appreciated it and remembered it, and now he's going to come on and be with us. And, Joe, there's another patient, you know, here last couple of minutes here uh, who I'll mention, and this happens every now and then. This was kind of an extreme case where uh, this fellow came from really around the uh, uh, Spaghetti Junction over in Atlanta, came all the way from there to see us, and we discouraged it. I looked up a doctor who was 15 miles from his house who was in the Christian Chiropractic Association and suggested maybe that he wouldn't have it. He he knew someone who had treated with us who had also traveled a long way to see us and was uh, helped a lot. And so this gentleman, we're in the middle right now of seeing him for about his third, fourth visit this week, um, for his entire amount of care so far, uh, not four visits this week, but this week will be his fourth visit coming up. And um, he comes with his wife, and I have a good friend of mine, Andy Cancella. Thank you, Andy, for being our interpreter because this gentleman does not speak a lot of English, and so Andy interprets it. And what our plans are is to get him to a point where he can see that chiropractic is going to be a good answer for him, and then I'm going to encourage him to go and see uh, the gentleman close by and not travel so far. But, um, you know, you may be listening to us from Georgia or North Carolina or quite a ways from the Greenville area, and uh, we have people who will email us. And I'll give you that website again in just a moment, but they'll email us and say, who's somebody good in my area, or can I come and see you and get your opinion? And uh, so we encourage you to use us. Uh, that's why we're on the air today, and uh, we have been for over 10 years with Pop the Question, and uh, we can be a help in that way to to a person and uh, point them in a direction if it's not something that we can treat. And that'll happen, too. You may be right around the corner from our office, uh, and uh, 
have a condition that uh, really is not a chiropractic condition, and and we would then send you to where we feel uh, that would best be served. So uh, remember the website. It is docpop.com, D-O-C-P-O-P dot com. And uh, remember that we're on the air here Saturdays at 1230 with Pop the Question. Joe, and as you talk about your nearly 20 years and uh, you, know, you add those up, we got like 60 years experience between the two. It's a long time. A lot of patience. Are we that old? I feel like it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I think this these last... Some, some days more than others. Yeah, and these last few months have probably made a lot of people uh, think about things, about how we've gotten used to conveniences. Uh, in small group uh, this week, we mentioned, we read about the end times in uh, Matthew uh, 24, and those are going to be some really tough times that would be coming too. It makes coronavirus seem a little more in its place. So uh, as time winds down today, just want to thank you for listening. Uh, those there, We've got many listeners out there who are regular listeners, and we always love it when they come up and say, hey, we listened to the program, uh, and uh, you don't look at all like I thought you'd look. You know, <laughs> And uh, we, uh, we want to stay on the air here, and we're glad to be a, a part of your day here on this Saturday. Thank you for joining us. And remember, uh, we will be returning on Saturdays at 12.30 here on WGTK, The Answer, for another edition of Pop the Question.